0: God states very clearly, that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate, you have people that are supposed to be on your side.
1: Make the decision to live and die
2: on your turn. You are not
0: wrong. They Bible's about everything, the
2: border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching
0: aid? God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning, God is with us, and in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We've got a pretty explosive show today. Now, we, we kind of always have explosive shows, as I was reminded this morning by the team. But this one was incredibly revealing. I want to walk through a couple of things with you. We know that in the 2000 election, they had the hanging Chad issue in Florida. Went to court, Bush was declared the winner, and he was put in as the President of the United States. 2004 machines start creeping into everything we do Democrats actually came out and said that the machines had the ability in the code to switch votes they also and, and as we go through the correlation of all this I want I want to show you I want to tell you guys something there is no machine out there that can count votes that is not a calculator to say one plus one equals two there is not a machine out there that, you cannot manipule, that cannot be manipulated. There is no safe and secure machine that is built out there. As long as there are ideologies, as long as there are people that are willing to do bad things and lie about those things and stand together for an ideological bend of this is what we want to accomplish and it doesn't matter what they have to do in order to accomplish it, as long as ethics and morals go out the door, there's not a machine out there that can count our votes. It is not transparent, it is not safe, it is not secure. That is not hyperbole, that is not me making things up. That is an absolute fact. Now with that said, we're gonna uncover, actually we didn't uncover anything, Sydney Powell did. And the article that she wrote just today, I think outlines all the things that we're dealing with today. But it's dated back in 2004. Remember if one side cheats, the other side can cheat. Remember we talk about the uniparty, the fact that the left and the right are two parties, they're, t- they're two birds, two, two wings of the same bird. Well, you're going to want to see this because this by itself just blew my mind. Mr. Producer, let's put up A1 if we can. Sydney Powell wrote this article. It had more to do with fighting the lawfare, um, but it actually didn't. A lot of the things that she wrote inside of this article that she wrote for the Defending the Republic goes to what we're dealing with today. People who live in glass houses should not throw rocks is the, is, the, is the small paragraph below. Democrats alleged vote changing by a secret code and electronic access to voting machines from anywhere in the world. It was the Democrats who first claimed that vote tallies were manipulated, flipped, and instructed the secret code and voting machines and that the presidential election should be overturned. This is in 2004. Now what's really interesting about this is that as, as she goes on, and there's some things in here that blew my mind. The double standard in play has reached a whole new level. As you know, the 2020 Democrat-controlled Congress has interviewed more than 1,000 people. This gets to January 6th, by the way. Super important that you understand this because as I start walking through this, you're going to see that the same people, the same people, the same people that in 2004 said that the election was stolen from Kerry the same people, not different people, not the same people are the ones that are sitting on the January sixth committee. So as you look at this, taking hundreds of depositions the health professional produced off produced four television hearings and spent untold millions of tax dollars impuning. I can't see it. Hold on, guys. I can't see through the thing. Do you want me to make it bigger? No, I need to make it bigger on my side. Apologies. Impugning or harassing anyone who has the audacity to allege the 2020 election was stolen by fraud. Some even blame lawyers who filed lawsuits for fermenting the violence that occurred on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Substantial digging has uncovered it was the Democrats, including Democrats, still in key roles on the January 6 committee who first ever made or supported lawyers who made the very same allegations for which they attack attack us now. The election to George W. Bush in Ohio in 2004 was a microcosm of 2020. Democrats screamed about computer fraud and based primarily on the difference in exit polls versus the votes counted. Their lawyers filed a lawsuit which alleged these things. Okay, so George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Karl Rove, Ken Blackwell, and others participated personally or substantially in devising and or implementing a pattern of vote fraud and discrimination, which operated to drive numerous Ohio citizens of their constitutional and statutory rights. They had a plan to steal the election. This is all in a petition, by the way, in 2004. The legitimate result was changed to a fraudulent result by gaining physical or electronic access to the tabulating machines and systems, such as by modem. What, what are we learning about right now? The Confederate of the Republicans, who was actually changing the vote totals did not need to access to the computer. Electronic access can be obtained from almost anywhere in the world. Now as we go through this it, what's interesting about this is that as technology has, has kind of gone forward has become better you could argue it worse perfecting the steel and stealing the voice of the American people at every level became the primary objective of getting these machines into every community in America. Fraudulent acts, including erasing or falsifying the electronic audit trail. Wait a minute, hold on a second. Do we remember what Chris York said about what they were bragging about on that call with Sequoia voting systems? We, he, he actually talked about the fact that they would go in, erase audit trails, and go out. What did we see happen in Mesa County, Colorado? They erased logs. They erased access to all of the key logs, which would have shown any sort of, call it rootkit, you know, something that's built into the code that allows for you to, to replace databases automatically. It, it took away the ability to see if any outside influence came into the system. So I'm, I'm still not convinced that it happened only at the local level. I think that there are certain things that have to happen to get sent up to Seidel, sent up to Edison, and somewhere in that mix, that, that non-transparent uh, handoff of votes is where the election steal most probably occurs. A second means of changing the results included by inserting unauthorized or so far undetected operating instructions into the software used used in connection with voting machines. And some or all the authorized operating instructions were preset to delete themselves a given amount of time after the election. This is all the same stuff that they're that they've been doing. In the election, votes were taken from Kerry Edwards and given to Bush Cheney. Mr. Producer, this actually came directly from the, that case. If you could put up a three. Actual, ca- actually, cast for Bush-Cheney ticket. The true results was that Kerry-Edwards ticket won Ohio by at least 142,537 votes. Accordingly, contesters seek to an order directing the Secretary of State to, ready for this, add at least 130,656 votes to the official vote reported in the certified results for the Kerry-Edwards ticket. Deduct at least 130,656 votes from the official report. In the certified results in the Bush-Cheney ticket, and ready for this? Issue certificates of election to the Electoral College electors representing the Kerry Edwards ticket. Ladies and gentlemen, this was in 2004. Now, no one's talked about this, mostly because they've been trying to bury and creating a, a media blackout. We know that we are under an incredible amount of scrutiny on our side for just even supposing that the election was stolen, even though now we have massive amounts of evidence. Which, by the way, I want to point something out. I'm being sued by this guy, Eric Coomer, uh, of Dominion Voting Systems, the one that said, don't worry about Trump, he's not going to win. I made effing sure of it. I took copious notes. There was someone supposed to be on that call with me. I finally have access to information of people that are going to come forward about that, these calls that occurred with Antifa. But I want to I point this out. All of the information related to him being Antifa, him posting the Antifa Manifesto, being uh, anti-police, anti-Trump, anti-American rhetoric, all of that stuff was just, you know, I would say circumstantial. Now as you get into the system and you start getting the evidence that came out of Dominion Voting Systems, it becomes more clear that he was in a position to, and the system was designed to defraud the voters of their voice defraud Americans of their ability to elect, not select, the next person in that position, at every level. So it's going to be more difficult for I think Mr. Coomer to figure out that you know as more evidence comes out that it's going to be impossible. It's going to be impossible for him to say that he had nothing to do with it. So this, this uh, did make it to the Supreme Court. This case did make it to the Supreme Court. Um, Ash has been doing some research while we've been sitting here because I got this this morning. So I'm gonna bring Ash in really quick and just give us an update on what you found, Ash.
2: Sure. Oh. oh, there we go. Okay, hi. Um, so this case is Supreme Court case in Ohio. Uh, 2005 is the date on the filing that we're looking at here and we're gonna see uh, yeah, we're going to see a few a few things here. You're going to see, as Joe mentioned at the beginning of the show, a lot of the same names. There, you've got them. You've got uh, Zoe Lofgren, uh, Jerry Nadler, Adam Schiff. These this is the impeachment committee. This is also the Russia hoax committee. This is uh th- these are the same players. Um, and you'll also see names like uh, Secretary of State Blackwell. They're referring to to Ken Blackwell, who is currently the head, if I'm not mistaken, head of Election Integrity for America First Policy. Institute. Uh, America First Policy Institute has published uh, a number of recommendations on election integrity and what to do about that. These included things like building election machines in the United States. Uh, they don't talk about election uh, election machines, but we can see that this, what we're experiencing and waking up to as the American people right now, um, and seeing what they're doing with our elections, this has, this has been litigated. The sides were switched. You could say the parties flipped on this, right? Because back then, Republicans were saying nothing to see here, and the Democrats were crying that the machines were switching votes, flipping totals, and, uh, and adding adding votes to, to people who did not earn them. Um, so the, the sides have switched on the issue, sort of, although uh, both sides are ab- obstructing us from getting the truth out of our elections. But,
0: well, and I think that that's the thing that we have to talk about, is that this is a bipartisan effort to steal the voice of the American people. See, the American people are, were slaves. You know, they keep saying that we have to pay more taxes. It, they they operate with impunity. They raise interest rates. They leave open borders. We just we just heard the uh, um, the secretary of of uh, uh, well, who is the secretary? Of, is it the border the border patrol? Mayorkas. Majorcas who said that the borders are absolutely secure. Uh, this is, and this is the biggest gaslighting on the American people and this is the problem that I have I want to put that back up that A5 back up again if you can Mr. Producer everyone I, I want you to notice something Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas right we didn't talk about Maxine Waters John Conyers who is who is who is, re, who is uh, retired but as you start going, and John Conyers signed an amicus uh, motion with this case that went to the Ohio Supreme Court, Jerry Nadler, uh, Adam Schiff, uh, Zoe Lofgren. If we look at the players in this, and we look at the players on the on the right as well, keep in mind this goes back to 2004 when they filed it. This was Bush Cheney. Well, who also sits on the January 6th committee, but none other than Liz Cheney. This is a handing of the baton in this, this stealing, and, and, and frankly, as, as the article goes on, this amazingly written article, very articulate, very concise article written by Sidney Powell, you can't help but wonder the same thing that she pushes in this uh, as a question, and that is who has been elect- selecting the people in our country and for how long? And be, they, they grew very intelligent in this that, hey, we know we can steal the presidency. We know we can steal Senate seats and House South, house seats, but what if we could steal every seat? What if we could put DAs in positions where they allow for uh, chaos to rain, r- run the day in communities? What if we could persecute the average everyday American? What if we could steal constitutional rights to uh, the right to bear arms so you could protect your family? What if we could make it so difficult for the American family that they had to pay us Collectively, between husband and wife, more money than they got to keep themselves in order to take care of their family. What if we could educate children to a place where ideological bend made them dumb, confused, and had had a. a and then what if we could put psychotropic drugs into 50, 60% of our children? It's all purposeful. They've done all of this on purpose. It's not like they, we woke up one day and, and they said, oh, this is all an accident. We are facing a crisis in our country like never seen before, and now, as as Sidney Powell put, points these things out, it's been there the entire time. Mr. Producer, if you, if you could put up a six, th- th- this is this is the the, the hardest part for me to, to to look at because the lawfare that going after attorneys, stripping them of the law licenses, stopping them, and and the reason being, by the way, the reason. The reason they're going after the attorneys is because they want to stop anyone from coming to the aid of the American people because of the fraud. I think Americans have become smarter when it comes to technology. Like there's there's people that they they didn't realize there's so many people with so many uh, different skills and understandings of 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 technical elements of how you build a system and what it's capable of doing. that They could dig in and tell you how they were stealing the elections. I don't think that they even anticipated that they would ever get that first image that they got in in uh, Antrim County. Uh, I didn't think they anticipated any of that. Those are the things I don't think they anticipated. What's happening today, I think they anticipated, but that I don't. So let me read this to you. The congressman strongly urged protection of the Democrat lawyers from sanctions for their stunning election challenge, which included vigorous allegations of machine fraud, vote flipping, and third-party challenges challenging the vote uh, outcome. Secret instructions in the machines, erased audit trails, and hopping... Fake ballots, part of their massive conspiracy alleged orchestrated by George Bush, Bush, Dish Cheney, Karl Rove, Ken Blackwell, and others. The Democrats joined John Conyers' brief, making the argument, and the same argument that they now uh, vilify and seek to disbar many of us for making. And they didn't have the evidence in 2004. But let me ask you a question. What if it was right? What if the American people really did elect Kerry? You know why you can't tell? Because they've been stealing and cheating for decades. The political elite have been assigning money and giving away money at record paces and using nonprofits as their proxies and their money laundering environments in order to take money from the American people, feed it to them in order to weaponize it against the American people. We are actually funding ourselves all the things that are happening to us today. If we go to um, A7, this is the uh, this is the memorandum for John Kyers. This is what he was talking about that talks about public trust. Let me read a part of this. Indeed, the nation's founding founders recognized the importance of ensuring the availability of robust election contest to legitimacy of electoral results. In 1798, Congress first enacted legislation allowing parties to election contest to obtain subpoenas for evidence discovery The 9 Annals of Congress 3404-05 1799 throughout the over 200 year history of election contests since then the vast majority of election contests have been in- initiated by private parties by private parties But as you go into this memorandum, and, and guys, we'll make all these things available to you. As you go into the, we'll just make the article available to you, and all of this information is in there. For over 200 years, one of the strengths of our democracy has been the citizens may question the results of an election. This is what the Democrats wrote in 2004. What changed? Do you notice how everything changes with the Democrats? They want to create chaos. As the Democrats are Election challenges are crucial, as the Democrats urge citizens who bring election challenges vindicate more than the vindicate more than their private rights. The protection of broader public interest election challenges involve the right of the people to have facts as to who has been duly elected to a, a judicially determined, to be d- judicially determined. The inquiry must, be, I can't see, I don't know why I can't see. Sorry guys, make this bigger. I can't make it bigger. Do you want okay. me to read it? No, I got it. The inquiry must be as to whether <laughs> a given instance of, popu- of popular will has been or is about to be thwarted by mistake or fraud. The public interest-, interest imperatively requires that the ultimate demonstration of the contest shall reach the right result. They also recognize when it was their candidate who lost, that the verification pr- petition was filed for entirely proper purpose of challenging an election, it was seemingly deeply flawed or suspicious. If 2004 was suspicious, what happened to 2000 and, what happened to 2020? They even accepted defects as the pleadings as understandable. Under the incredibly truncated time frame of an election contest, procedural error, even in the situations where the requirements are beyond question occurs. Against cries of mind-boggling claims of conspiracy theories, con- theory, conjecture, hypothesis, And invective, rather than the evidence, harassment, and a challenge filled only with partisan political purpose. The Democrats close their strong brief with this. And this this by itself is unbelievable. (sighs) Under the circumstances, go to the next one if you would, Mr. Producer. A-10. Under the circumstances of finding a bad faith and imposition of sanctions would be highly inappropriate and would serve to chill advocacy of important interests that are implicated by the election contest. One of the strengths of our democracy is citizens are free to question the results of an election. I take it down for one second. Am I free to question the results of an election? Have I been free to question the results of the election? What happened between 2004 and now? And why is it this is just coming up? It goes on to say those who are in good faith attempt to complain through legally provided channels about the deficiencies of an election are protected by law from retaliatory sanction motions. If this is true, then I have legal recourse and a grievance against not only the government, but I have a grievance against the media. With the urging of these Democrat members of Congress and a correct application of the law, the Ohio Ohio Supreme Court did not sanction the attorneys who filed the election challenges. The same should be true today. The Congressional Democrats went on to challenge the seating of the Ohio electors, a first such challenge in our history, and produced a lengthy report. As you can see, hypocrisy and duplicity of the January 6th committee and their Democrats know no bounds. The more we learn, the more it appears that there have long been one political machine running the matrix, creating an illusion we are making uh, the choices, and as Mr. Obama himself noted, each side has cheated in elections. Each side has cheated in elections. So I, I ask you this question. If each side is cheating in elections, then do we have a free country? Are we irrevocably broken now anyway? Is it an irrecoverable place where the only way to get back to a, a, a place of, of reason is the only way to get back to that place of reason is to just get rid of all these politicians. Completely. Not substantively get rid of one part or should we not shrink the government? Should we not stand up? Should we not spray shit as the Dutch farmers did all over the doors of police unions and judiciaries? Should we not do that? Should we not stand up one one time collectively as people and realize that the American people have been left behind they are largely corrupt and unhinged and out of control leadership group within our country. I don't I don't think we can look at it any differently than that. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones, you can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button a disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. We, we have a clip. We, we have a clip that I want to play, and this is of, of Nadler. Let's play the first clip of Nadler. I want, I want you to, so this is the penguin. Let's go ahead and play the penguin. Good
3: point, and I yield Thank to you. Mr. Nadler. Thank you. I just, uh, it's a very tempting point.
0: Turn it up, is a very Paper ballots are extremely susceptible to fraud. Jerry Nadler was against mail ballots right. in 2004. I feel constrained
3: to observe that in my experience in New York, uh, paper ballots are extremely susceptible to fraud. And at least with the old clunky voting machines that we have in New York, um, the, the, the deliberate fraud is way down compared to paper. When they when the machines break down and they vote on paper, we've had real problems. So that's a that is. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. I'm simply observing that as a problem. There's got to be a way. Getting the best of our methodologies.
4: But in uh, fact, the MIT
2: studies have shown that hand counted paper ballots are among the most reliable. And it at least reliable, if, it, if it, there's a miscount, you can argue. discover it. You can't discover miscounts with
4: these well, uh, machines. Maybe
3: optical scan with paper. I, I want a paper trail. I want paper somewhere. But pure paper with no machines. Uh, I can show you. Pre- I can-
0: Okay, so that, by the way, is Jerry Nadler saying that the machines are better than paper ballots, probably because they can't count. But let's play the
4: second cut. As Attorney General, you have the responsibility to keep the department functioning at this high level, preserving the Constitution for our children and our children's children. You have assumed this enormous responsibility at a crossroads in our nation's history. For four years, democratic institutions that you have sworn to protect first as a judge and now as Attorney General, were deeply undermined by the former president and his political enablers. During that time, the Trump administration leveraged the department to protect the president and his friends and to punish his enemies, both real and imagined. And when the former president lost the last election, he summoned the top law enforcement officers in the country and demanded that they use the full power of the federal government to install him for another term. Trump's plan failed at least in part because at least some department officials refused to help him overturn the election. Even now, however, the ex-president and his allies continue to cast doubt on the last election and appear to be drafting a plan to overturn the next one. And next time, we may not be so lucky. Your task as attorney general is unenviable, Judge Garland, because you must build back everything DOJ lost under the last administration its self-confidence, its reputation in the eyes of the American people, and an institutional respect for our constitution and the rule of law. And it is not enough just to right the ship. As the chief law enforcement officer of our nation, it is also your responsibility to help the country understand and reckon with the violence and the lawlessness of the last administration while maintaining the department's prosecutorial independence. On January 6th, insurgents stormed the Capitol building in what appears to be a preplanned organized assault Tell on our government. Bring it up. Seeking to overturn the votes of their fellow Americans and believing in the lie told them by President Trump and, their, and his followers. I commend the department for doing the important work of bringing those responsible for the violence of January 6th to justice. Okay. I ask only that you continue to follow... The-
0: you know, the, the, the thing that I find about Nadler is that he has to read from a piece of paper that was given to him by somebody else. So somebody else wrote those things down on a piece of paper, and he sat there and stared at it. I, I've never used a teleprompter. I've never, I, I've never even shown up to a place where I'm speaking. I, I, made, I made a point a long time ago. I go, what do you want me to talk about? And they go, we want you to talk about election integrity and what happened in X state. And I'm like, great. I go and do all my research on that state. Make sure that I have all my facts correct. I get up on that stage and I talk. And I talk authentically about what's really happening. I don't use conjecture. I don't use hyper uh, hyperbole. I don't. There's no hyperbolic pushing stuff out. It's not what I do. I speak authentically. Because I don't have to have somebody else write on a piece of paper what's happening. I can see with my own eyes. I want you guys to know that, that Ash is... Uh, been spending a lot of time on how do we talk to congress so so she's been digging into you know this is what she does by the way she she isn't she is an incredible writer incredible writer and researcher nobody does more research than she does so she's been writing some stuff about this segmenting in in, in uh, so every time we talk about something, she writes something that we want to fax Congress and tell them what's going on. And some of you would say, hey, there's, there's nothing we can do. They're not listening. But remember, there's 535 people in Congress, and yet we hear about 10. We hear about 15. Which means we have to talk to the other 510, and, and 520. We have to talk to them. Because they're the ones that are influenceable. They're the ones that we can actually get to change and kind of remember why they were put in that position, if they were. There's still some that have been elected. We don't know how many. But with that say, Ash, why don't you tell us what our facts blast is going to be about today?
2: Sure. Um, Am I on? Oh, there we go. So it's, uh, it's interesting to hear Jerry Nadler talk about the rule of law yeah. in that clip. Um, at least he's been consistent about machines, though. He really likes voting machines. But Jerry Nadler brought... On Monday, along with a couple other guys, brought legislation to pack the Supreme Court. We've known they were going to do this. Uh, they've talked about it since, yeah. uh, since Obama was in office. But with the overturn of Roe v.ersus Wade, they're deciding they're they're deciding to move forward. They think this is their time, and now is the time to do it. And so, while he's talking about the rule of law and protecting our institutions and protecting the um, the integrity of the U.S. Constitution, he's him. Jerry Nadler actively he's a he's a sponsor on this bill the Judicial Act of 2021 and that is the, su- the subject of the facts blast today uh, we're we're getting into you know one of the things that that I've been doing the past couple of days with these letters to Congress is putting in kind of recapping what what they've done you know we've got open borders that are overwhelming our towns and our and our emergency services we have a manufactured supply chain crisis that's giving us five dollar gas ten dollar bread and 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 no baby formula, Um, all of their policies are leading to the outcomes the globalists wants and pain for the American people and so we're going to be recapping their pain and putting it in front of their face every single day so that they can see it but specifically we're asking them to block this legislation today this judicial act to pack the court um, I imagine that like the abortion bills we talked about a couple of days ago and if you haven't seen the fax Blast from this last several days go go read the stories the, They they have their foot on the gas of trying to destroy the Republic right now there's so many stories we can't cover them all in the show time there's not enough time but we are on day-to-day telling you what the federal government is doing and telling you what you can do about it and uh yeah there we expect this will probably fail in the senate um so contact your senators and let's make sure it fails in the senate but then they're going to abolish the filibuster so
0: they're going to they're going to move to abolish the filibuster and this is where we have to step in the gap more succinctly so we j- just so you know we will have the full plan of you know how to save our country this year we'll, we'll have that fully in effect in the next couple days we're gonna have a sit down and make sure that we it's all drafted so you know what to do but the first thing is is you have to tell you have to tell congress unequivocally to do your job to stand up for the for the for the american people and they're not it, it becomes apparent that they're not <sighs> yeah so anyway, you'll get that email. If you're not on the email list, you can go to conservative-daily com and see it there.
2: And if you text freedom to eight nine five one seven, you will also get notifications of those those. We call it the daily dose of sanity. It yeah. comes to your inbox, comes to your text, and you get to know. You know, we're 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 watching. I said to Apollo the other day, I'm I'm really grateful that this. Uh, this new project has made me have to watch CNN and and read what the left is saying to see what they're to try and decode. And uh, you know we're happy we're happy to do that for all of you. <laughs> happy, yeah, I mean, happy it, to read their lies it, to break it them is, down for you. It,
0: and I and I want to remind everyone that in 2004 they cried foul. They cried foul in 2004. They cried foul and said that something went awry in the in the election. And and I have to tell you, maybe it did. See, back in 2004, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party were pretty closely aligned. We had a couple of social issues, but not really social issues even divided us. There, there was no, uh, let's try to push transgenderism into schools. That, that really wasn't a thing. It started to become a thing in 2008 when Obama took office. That's when it started to become a problem. That's when it started to become more pronounced, just four years later. Then from there... They decided that, hey, listen, if they can steal the election on one side, we can throw a lot more money at it. And we can start using and creating this machine that can steal the voice of the American people. And that's what they did. You know, there's there's some parts inside of this um, uh, Conyers brief that I find interesting. And if you can go, Mr. Producer, if you can go to page five on the Moss versus Bush amicus, there's, there's some parts in this, actually let's go to page six if we can, and, and this is where it gets into sanctions. Now the reason why I want to talk about this is because remember that the, New York, in, a, in an extreme idea of this, this unquenchable thirst of power. An ability to have, be in a place of lawlessness. Is that page six, Mr. Producer? I don't think that is page
1: it's six. six in
0: the PDF. Let's get six on the, if we can go six to the page that we'll be marked at six. That's page four. If we can get to page six. This goes through sanctions. And it's because, because as established above, Ohio election contests serve important public interests. Elections serve public interest, just so you know. Ohio courts must show determined restraint before imposing sanctions against those who seek to vindicate the public interest through an election contest, which is what we've been doing for the last 18 months. Moreover, I'm going to skip down. Moreover, beyond the Democracy Promoting Value Contest Proceedings also implicate important First Amendment interests such as the right to free speech and the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. Now why is this important? Because the people went to the Capitol on January 6th for redress of grievances. Imposition of inappropriate sanctions should therefore have a broadly chilling effect far beyond those parties currently before the court. Informal measures such as the threat of invoking legal sanctions other means of coercion, persuasion, and intimidation can violate the First Amendment also. Ohio Statutory Code evidences the legislator's intent to avoid judicial sanctions in the cauldron of election contest proceedings. As this court is recognized, the procedures prescribed for election contests are specific and, and exclusive. Given the exclusivity of the elections contest procedure, this court cannot afford relief except as provided therein. Intimidation. Yeah, so Ash was just pointing out that, that we need to underline the word intimidation in this deal. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. You, you, I want to I tell you guys something about this piece. And, and it doesn't matter about me. I'm, I'm irrelevant to this conversation about intimidation. But if you remember, somebody inside of a, a Walgreens whacked... Giuliani Mayor Giuliani on the back that was caused by what is happening with the Democrats that the, the mantra of intimidation bullying all the things that they say that they stand against they are those people I have bulletproof glass on my house I have steel plates I have thermal cameras on my home I mean it's it's this is the new reality. If you speak up and speak for truth, be prepared for threats and intimidation. Be, pre- be prepared for threats on your life. Now on the other side, you have the left saying that they're subject to threats. They make things up. We had a, we had a guest a couple days ago who, who said that they spray-painted the school with racial epithets. And I'm thinking to myself, no parent does that. Wait, you're attacking my child I'm going to go redress my grievances to tell you to stop it, cut it out. And all of a sudden, the radical left goes, in order to strengthen their argument, goes to the school and spray paints it to gain the sympathy of people in their community, that this is really what's happening. It creates a false sense of what's happening. And because we're in a TikTok era, we're in a Snapchat era, all people see is what was on the building. Now, we were able to trace GPS data to a park, and guess who was at the park doing the damage at the park? Radical leftists who happened to work and be associated with the Democrat Party within that same district. And then a radical Antifa journalist wrote an article about it and that person, Heidi Beadle, was a part of it. Sean Beadle was a part of it. Was a part of this play, This this it's called Our Revolution, right, this little group of people that said it doesn't matter what they have to do as long as their ideology prevails. And here we have a lawsuit in 2004 which says the same thing that we're seeing today. And yet they tell us, sit down, shut up, we will handle the elections. But what this case in 2004 also points, the chilling effect of this is that they are negotiating behind the doors as to who is gonna be in what position, they are doling out power and authority and money, your money, they're taking that money and giving it amongst themselves, both on the Republican side and the Democrat side. They are stealing primaries, they are stealing main elections, they are stealing it at every level. And then they are using lawfare and they are using persecution, i.e., look at what they did to Tina Peters, Belinda, and now Sandy. They're using all of this, the the legal system, judiciary, to punish people who stand up for truth, and they're going after the lawyers and making it impossible for lawyers to do their job. Yeah, let's go ahead and put bring Ash in. She's got some more stuff to share with us.
2: So. So I want to go back to that page six um, and just pull up that. So, so this is a, 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 a brief amica- amicus, from. Sorry. Yep, thank you from from the uh, this 2004 case. So the case that's being made in this brief is Republicans uh, have stolen elections, and then. You know, have have tried to demonize their enemies for calling out yep. that they've stolen elections, and they're talking here specifically about intimidation. And I want to just pull on this because they're they're citing in this brief they're citing the court case White versus Lee, Ninth Circuit of 2000, and the the summary statement here is informal measures such as the threat of invoking legal sanctions and other means of coercion, persuasion, and intimidation can violate the first amendment also we have seen repeatedly at the local level at the county level at the state level and at the national level the coercion yeah. persuasion and intimidation of anybody who is questioning the narrative that they've put out on elections. Remember, the news media calls the election on election night. It's what we saw. It's why you saw Sandra Smith on Fox News say, how can they say this? We already called it on election night and days after. Because the news media calls the elections. The, um, the, they get their data from Edison right, from, from, the, from the reporting site that dropped miraculously, suspiciously, and unprecedented fashion. It's never happened before. That's where we get Edison Zero, because they dropped everything to zero, and they built it back up. We're not allowed to question it, because the news media said that that's the result of the election. And if you do question it, you're intimidated. You are slandered, defamed, called terrorist, uh, but this is the Democrats in 2004, 2005, 2006, and some of them will still even say it today that the 2004 election was stolen from Bush. I, I think this, this case is also really interesting, um, and I'm gonna be digging into White versus Lee, but in th- this is not specific to elections, this, this decision. It says informal measures such as the threat of invoking legal sanctions on any attorney who investigates election fraud, which is what's happening now, which is why attorneys won't touch it at the local level, because they've been threatened, or other means of coercion, persuasion, and intimidation. Activists, I, I spent all yesterday afternoon on the phone with election integrity activists, a lot of whom are being, like you had Jen and Sophie on the show last week, a lot of them are being intimidated by local officials, county officials, state officials, and the federal government, and the DOJ, and the FBI. This is what our government is doing now. And in 2004, the Democrats were against it and were making arguments that would seem to be in our favor these days. But, you know, nothing. there's nothing new under the sun. So.
0: well we, we keep finding we keep finding more and more evidence of the election fraud we, we keep finding more and more stuff that we're dealing with on a regular basis that shows proof that the elections were stolen in 2020 and the, the election fraud proof that we're, that is being put forward here it is not evidence of what happened in 2020 it's evidence of the fact that What changed? If there was election fraud in 2004 and the machines and the sophistication of those machines was at one level, and now they're 20 levels higher than that, than what they saw in 2004. Remember, Google AdWords didn't even exist in 2004. It wasn't even brought in until 2007. Facebook ads didn't exist in 2004. Social media AI and machine learning platforms did not exist in 2004. The ability to make decisions by one command, one-letter commands, did not exist in 2004. Those things did not exist in 2004. So what changed from 2004 to 2020? The level of sophistication changed. Who was involved in the election machine business changed. George Soros, who has, has been meddling in the affairs of countries around the world for decades... And financing and buying people into positions of trust and authority for decades wasn't as pronounced and wasn't as rooted as it is in our political system today. So those are all things that changed. And the reason why they are doubling down, and the mainstream media, by the way, called anyone in 2004 that talked about election fraud, conspiracy theorists. The Washington Post did that, 2004. Who find that article, Mr. Producer? Should be noted.
1: You know, well, well you know what I find particularly about Nadler that's particularly disgusting is number one they have this lawsuit specifically mentioning exactly what we've seen and on top of that they don't want to touch 2,000 mules while he in that first video that we played literally mentions oh well the uh, you know I want a paper trail uh, the machines yeah okay sometimes they can be better but he specifically mentions paper ballot fraud and they won't touch either one of those and there's still these same people running the j6
0: garbage. Well, and they're they're doubling down and now covering up their own tracks. But the amount of sophistication that we have in our election machines today, let me just tell you right now, if we do not get rid of election machines, we have no country. If we do not get rid of mail in ballots, we have no country. If we do not secure our borders, we don't have a country, but if we want to be able to secure our borders, we have to have free and fair elections. We have to have the voice of the American people heard. And and, and if you want to if you want to know what this This rings true with, this rings true to what happened in our country back in the late 1700s when we wanted to get rid of England. We want to get rid of England. And the reason being is because we were not represented. Today, we, we say no taxation without representation, but we don't have representation because that representation is selected, not elected. Now on August 20th and 21st, I want you guys to know what's happening on August 20th and 21st. August 20th, 21st, there is a, there's a, an event that's happening with Mike Lindell. That event is going to be uh, one where all of the evidence is presented to all of the influencers around the country. Those influencers' job from that point on is to go out there and spread that word to every person that they engage with. Now, I want to remind you what happened on January 7th of 2021, the very chilling effect of nearly 1.3 million people being deplatformed by multiple companies across the country. They were in collusion. They stood together. I want to remind you what happened in 2020 prior to the election of 2020 where small to mid-cap businesses, businesses that are the foundation of our community, were shut down, shunned, and told to stay home while big businesses were given a free ticket. Just free for all. That happened in 2020, before all of this. So weaken the foundation of our community. Give big businesses more power. Give them the corporatism token to say, this is what you have to say. You must go woke or we will make you go broke. You must do our bidding to persecute and push down on the American people, and then in the middle of doing all of that, they stole elections, pushed gender fluidity, critical race theory, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which, by the way, is not include. There's no in, nothing inclusive about it, while screaming from the Tyus Bridge that hey, we we want you can't push your ideology down our throat. No, that's exactly what they're doing to us and our children. But the only reason that this evil has been allowed to exist within our community has nothing, it has nothing to do with, has zero to do with any, anything other than one thing stolen elections. And they have perfected the machine, not on just stealing the national election and who the president is. When is the last time? I want to point this out in the article. Sidney Powell says it best. When is the last time we elected people that represented our interest? It's not the Wayne Williams, it's, it's not the uh, Jenna Griswold, they're not people that were elected to represent us. And now they're stealing primaries and do you know how they steal primaries? They steal primaries by making the primaries open and then stealing it in the vote when they can't get what they need done done. That's the reality. And those people that are sitting around saying there's nothing to see here, they're the traitors to our nation. We we talked with Vicki Tonkins yesterday. If you did not see that interview with Vicki Tonkins, please go back and watch it. She is the GOP chair of El Paso County GOP, the largest um, Republican Party GOP group in the state of Colorado. She is actually the only black chair in the United States that I could find for a GOP. And she is persecuted by a bunch of old white dudes, white men and women. And you say, Joe, don't adopt the radical left's talking points. I'm not. I'm telling you, they're exactly what they say that they are fighting against. It's not about inclusion. On the Republican side or the Democrat side, and I venture to say that when we talked about President Trump coming out saying I can't build a third party because it would divide the base, I would tell you the base is already divided. The base is people are waking up to the, the to the knowledge that they don't matter, and now with pushing a vaccine down people's throat, we're finding even more of that. I mean, it's just there's just more. There's more of the, I don't have a voice. There's nothing I can do. They feel alone, isolated, divided. They've lost family members, friends. So when do we start standing together with all this and solve the problem? And I think the problem is very simple. If you work the problem, we cannot have mail-in ballots in the election in 2022. We cannot. Now, what does that mean? That means we don't have mail-in ballots. That means that you need to get off your ass and go vote, and they need to be stopped in in pushing out these mail-in ballots. They're wholly unconstitutional, wholly, un, and, and Nadler said it. You can't. You can't. There's a lot of fraud, but now there's nothing to see here. Safest, fairest election in U.S. history. You have companies like RunBack and. Dominion and ES&S and Hart and all of these companies suing each other and doing their biddings and hiding behind shell corporations in different countries and different places and hiring offshore assets in Serbia and other places to write their code. This is what they're doing. Because if you're not an American, what do you care if you're stealing elections? What do you care if you're building a system that is compromised and hides the integrity of or steals the voice of the American people. What do you care? That's why they use those assets. But, but, but this is a trillion dollar business and they've been stealing it all over the world and we're sitting here watching it happen to us here in America right now in real time. We've got a couple other things I want to go over in this. Um, let see if I can jump in here. Yeah, let's, let's put this high-powered dark money group seeks to a 100-plus Trump election attorneys. Let's put this up. So what changed between 2004? This was an article that was written. It was linked in the um, article by Sidney Powell. Let me go ahead and read this for you because I think it's important for you to understand bits and parts of this. The dark money group with ties to Democratic Party heavyweights will spend millions this year to expose and try to disbar more than 100 lawyers who worked on Donald Trump's post-election lawsuits. People involved with the effort tell Axios. (laughs) Why it matters. The 65 project plans to begin filing complaints this week and we will air ads in battleground states that hope to deter right-wing legal talent from signing on to any future GOP efforts to overturn elections including the midterms or 2024. Guys, this was just a couple months ago, in March. The group takes its name from the count of lawsuits that sought to invalidate the 2020 results. David Brock, who founded Media Matters for America and the super PAC America Bridge 21st Century is a Hillary Clinton ally and prolific fundraiser for Democrats, is advising the group. Advisory board members include former Senate Majority Leader Tom Daschle, and Paul uh, Rosenwig, a conservative and member of the Federalist Society who is former senior counsel for Ken Starr's Clinton area Whitewater investigation and served in George W. Bush Department of Homeland Security. Are Are you seeing the difference here? It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It is the elite versus us, the people, Former Utah Supreme Court Justice Christine Durham and Roberta Ramos, the first woman to serve as president of the American Bar Association, are also members. The project was devised by Melissa Moss, a Democrat consultant and former senior Clinton administration official. The other side, some of the lawyers targeted described the tactics as naked political intimidation. That's exactly what it is. the, the, The whole idea of a political system and legal system is to have public discourse and public debate. This move is nothing more than a desperate attempt by left hacks and mercenaries, Paul Davis, a Texas attorney targeting his presence of the Capitol on January 6th, wrote in an email to Axios. He describes the effort to neutralize anyone on the right with the ability to stand in the way of the left's effort to hide malfeasance in the 2020 elections and to clear the path for a repeat of similar malfeasance in the 2022 midterms. How it works, the sixty five projects targeting one hundred and eleven attorneys in twenty six states who are involved in some degree of efforts to challenge or reverse twenty twenty election results. They include lawyers at large national firms with many partners and clients and lawyers at smaller regional firms. It will air ads in battleground states including Washington, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. It also pushed the ABA and every state bar associated to codify rules barring certain election challenges. Okay, let me let me explain. Let me just explain to you what's happening. You have an election system that is that is wholly corrupt your voice doesn't matter, you are a slave and now they're barring anyone from making election challenges let's bring Ash in
2: so i want to just remind everybody and mr producer just dropped something into our chat if you could just pull that up just a quick reminder to everybody about what we heard in february of 2021. there was a secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election i'm wondering if it's the same people that are involved in the 65 Project, which the their secret campaign to save the 2020 election was election fraud, and their 65 Project is the cover up of that fraud. And they seem to have forgotten what they did in 2004 and 2005, making the same arguments that they're demonizing now. But when we say that there is uh, a uniparty cartel yeah. that is uh, opposed to the American people, they're not hiding it; no. they're bragging about it.
0: Yeah, and the, they're bragging about it, and they're. Daring us to do something, so let's just go ahead and do something. Let's just get it over with and get something done. And and this is and, and I want to tell you that, that these are the same people that you are using nonprofits to sue people like the U.S. E.I.P. United United States Ameri- Election Integrity Project. They're stewing, suing Mike Lindell. They're suing all of these different people and trying to say that you don't have a constitutional right, you don't have a First Amendment right, you don't have a right to protect yourself, and you don't have a right for address of grievances, even though it's written into the Constitution very very clearly. The, the Bill of Rights and the, and the Declaration of Independence allow for us to have unalienable rights that they cannot take from us, yet they're taking those basic rights from us to erode the foundation of what we are as a country. But as they say this stuff, and we go back to that article, Mr. Producer, they want to adopt model language stating that fraudulent and malicious lawsuits to overturn legitimate election results violate the ethical duties lawyers must abide by. You cannot be curious. You are not allowed to be curious. It plans to spend about $2.5 million this first year and operate through an existing nonprofit called LawWorks. Brock Toast acts as in an interview that the idea is not only to bring the grievances in the bar complaints, but shame them and make them toxic in their communities and in their firms. I think a little fish, uh, I think the, little, the littler fish and probably more vulnerable to what we're doing, Brock said, you're threatening their livelihoods and you know they've got reputations in their local communities. So what they're saying is with great power comes great responsibility. Lawyers have a special role and a special obligation to society. Rosenwig told Axios in an email. "This This is terrible. It is all the worse, then, when they use their special position to attack the foundation of the rule of law. It is not the rule of law to say that an election is nothing to see here when you've been talking about the same thing for the last nearly 18 years since they put this in place this is the danger that we face in our society, is that the dumb and dumber, they're not dumb. They're conniving, they're evil. These are the trash among us on both sides of the aisle. And they have built a bipartisan approach to stealing your voice as an American. And the reason, by the way, that they want to put gender fluidity, in it's really simple, they want to reduce the population. It's really simple. They're not very bright. It's not like they came out and said, well, here's what we want to do. We want to push this lever and pull this button and do these things. It's very simple. They want to reduce the population. They want to destroy the family unit because it doesn't affect them. See, they are... I remember sitting in a a group meeting with a bunch of very prominent people, a bunch of well-off people, and we were having a conversation, and they said, Joe, but we don't teach our kids that. We teach our kids that... Everyone else gets to abide by these rules because it creates chaos in those environments, which is opportunity for us. And I looked at him and I said, well, why would that, why would that be what you want? Don't you want calm? He says, no. He says, the friction in the community is what causes progress. Let me, explain, let me say those words again. The friction in the community is what causes progress. For those six-and-a-half years that I spent in the Middle East and Africa, I saw that friction in the community that caused progress. It wasn't progress necessarily for the people. It was progress for the people that wanted something that they had. It was oil, precious gems, minerals. And as a result, many people died. We called them the faceless. Well, how many people die when an election is stolen? Let's go back through this really quickly in this article, because this, this is important in this article. The group has three categories of targets according to the plans reviewed by Axios. Trump's legal inner circle, including lawyers such as Campaign hands Jenna Ellis and Boris um, Epstein, post-election lawyers like Sidney Powell and Joe uh, DeG- DeG- Genova. Okay, lawyers who signed and alternate electors who plan to submit their names to the Electoral College in lieu of legitimate selectors slated if Trump-aligned legal challenges succeeded. If the legal challenges succeeded. Think about this. Mm -hmm. Licensed attorneys who participated and were present at the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. There was never an attack on the U.S. Capitol. That was called a redress of grievances. And we have to start talking the truth. There was never an attack on the U.S. Capitol. There was never an attack on the U.S. Capitol. There was never an attack on the U.S. Capitol. This is a redress of grievances. The only attack on the U.S. Capitol came from Marie Epps, from FBI informants, from people that wanted to create something that wasn't there, as the police shot pepper spray and and things at the crowd. Caused massive amounts of damage. The only people that died there were people that were killed by the Capitol Police. That was the only people that died. It was a redress of grievances, and they literally murdered people because stolen elections have consequences. So some attorneys between the lines, um, targets have already been hit with bar complaints, one going after Georgia bar uh, Brad Carver for his role in the alternative electors was dismissed for lack of evidence. Carver, in an email to Axos, reiterated his position and the involvement was legally appropriate, but the 65 project focused on starving any future efforts of legal talent as well as focusing on on 2020. This is mostly important for the deterrent effect they can have it can bring so that you can kill the pool of available legal talent going forward, according to person involved with the efforts who asked to remain anonymous. Claudia Mitchell resigned from Foley and Lardner's as she assisted the Trump campaign's post election legal efforts, characterized the 65 Project effort as hypocritical. I'm betting Mark Elias is on, isn't on the list, she said in a text message linking to the story about the Democratic attorney challenge as a result of a House race in Iowa last year, and one about his claim of voting machine irregularities in another in New York. Okay for Dem lawyers to file election challenges, of course. John Eastman, who crafted a legal memo detailing Trump's option for overturning the election, already is facing a bar complaint in California. He expects a bar investigation of the matters will fully exonerate him from any charges. As, a elected, as, as his duty as an attorney, Dr. Eastman zealously rep- represented his client, comprehensively exploring legal and constitutional means to advance his client's interest. the the, the fact is is that they are trying to make it so that we have one world order. Go take it down, Mr. Perdisher. I want you guys to understand the significance of what we're talking about right now and why, when I say to get in the gap and read this book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, I keep telling you to read that book. Read the book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. We will be going on a road tour If you want me to come to your town, if you want me to come to Kentucky or Ohio, or if you want a group to come to your your area, all you have to do is let us know, and we'll be there. We would just just ask that you make sure that there are a lot of people there. A lot of people there. Make sure you get everybody in your community to stand up, because we do have a plan. But the plan includes getting rid of machines and getting rid of mail-in ballots. And the reason why they're fighting against that so hard is because they don't want accountability and they don't want transparency. Both things lead to a calm and collected society. The thing that we had for four years under Trump while the media went after Trump, Trump just quietly, as he's taking the punches in the back, just stepped in the gap and did the things that were necessary to give people, especially minorities, opportunity in this great country. Well, we're out of time. And uh, and, I, and I want you guys to know that we are winning, but they're not gonna concede. They're not gonna concede to their last breath And for those of you who say, yeah, but nothing ever comes of it. Nothing ever comes of it because we haven't decided to step in the gap and support people like Sidney Powell. We haven't been the arbiter of of truth. We haven't been the ambassador of truth and spread the things that we need to spread. And so I'm asking you this now. Do you want to be – can I commission you as a deputy? Can I commission you as someone who has authority? Can I commission you to stand up and take a position of leadership? And if you say, you know, I'm just a guy that's a plumber, I would tell you that you're not just a guy that's a plumber. You're, you're a man or you're a woman that has great power in using effectively your voice. And we have to decide that that's more important right now. We have to support Sydney Powell. And those that would do harm and say that this person's bad or controlled opposition, uh, you know, Sydney works every single day on legal challenges today. She still works on these legal challenges every single day. I've never seen someone more resolute on the idea of getting to the end of the rainbow and knowing that the pot of gold is just restoring the voice of the American people. And that is the only thing that she gains by going through this process. Yet she continually does it while people attack her. Shun those that would attack others that are in this fight. Shun them. Support Mike Lindell and MyPillow. I'm just going to say it right now. Support Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use code CD21, save up to 66%. Why? Because he is being viciously attacked by all sides. By Republicans, by Democrats, by the media. They, They are doing everything they can. The canceling of his, one of the most popular products that Walmart sells, was a direct hit against not just him, but you because he's given tirelessly of those funds in order to protect your voice. He literally is sacrificing it all for the glory of God, bringing God back to our community and restoring order. So you have an obligation to support Mike Lindell, And you can say, I don't have an obligation. Yes, you do. No man should stand alone. No woman should stand alone. And we must do everything we can to protect what we are as a society. So go. And by the way, I've been researching myself, Mike doesn't pay me, myself on how do I get his pillows into stores across the nation? How do I build a a unit that allows for him to have mass distribution? I'm doing it right now. I'm going to find a way to get him back into the Walmart environment. I'm going to find a way to make sure we can bypass all the things that they're doing to Mike Lindell. And you have to. F- y- y- your obligation is to find a way to step in the gap and to do things that are necessary to protect our children, our grandchildren, and future generations that we don't know. And that means to be bold, even in the in the in, in light of being attacked. So, Ash, what do you have before we?
2: Well, no. I mean, uh, you nailed it, and I, I would, <laughs> I'd like to find a way to make Walmart go out of business uh, yeah. because they've taken so much wealth from the middle class of America and from small business owners over the past couple of years. But this comes down to our choices, right? Mm. I mean, we say nothing has happened. Well, as we can see from this brief that we went through today from this court case, uh, they they they've been working on this for a very long time. They've been working on their plan. They've had their similar talking points yeah. uh, for for a long time. It's a it's a uniparty, and it is the the people who want to keep their power and keep their uh, you know the 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 feels of of. Having those roles, they're trying to keep it. They're trying to maintain the status quo. Does the status quo feel good to you, the American people? Do we feel like this is this is the America that we want? You know, it was a disruption while Trump was president, but now we're back to what we really want America to be because that's what the government thinks right now. That's what the Democrats are saying. That's what the, the all of this is is about with the January Sixth Committee, with the with the sham impeachments that we went through, with all of these policies that they're pushing. Sh- Shoving down our throats that are deeply unpopular with the American people, they are—they're—they're uh, they're moving forward with it fast as they can because they know eventually the American people are going to stand up and say enough. We have to do it now. We have to stand up and say enough now. If you are not, uh, you know, fighting every day, if you're not reaching out to your your local government, your state government, your federal government every day, if they don't know your name. Uh, you 're not doing enough we have to be, we have to stop this now uh, i 'm doing this for my kids and their kids and their kids. I hope they get to have a life and freedom
0: yeah all right we 're going to pray for you so don't so stick around for that and um, I just want you guys all to know that listen, go back and listen to what happened yesterday to Vicki Tonkins super important that you understand her story. She, she gets paid zero dollars and they have attacked her tried to remove her three times. They challenged her election and again, these are the same people that say there 's nothing to see there in our elections nothing to see here
2: and she hasn't stopped
0: and she has not stopped and she's works for free and she's a black woman that I mean is she's amazing but this is the same thing it did to Anil who by the way did, we have a problem in our country with both parties but but we have we have a set of principles as conservative Christians. And even if you're not a Christian, if you're a Buddhist, or you have a set of principles that you operate from that are very similar and trace their their lineage back to a place of moral and ethical centeredness, true north. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Thank you for Sydney Powell. Father, thank you for Sydney Powell. Thank you for the courage that you give her. Thank you for the support that you give her. Thank you for the hedge of protection you put around her heart and her mind. Thank you for giving her the the ability to write and to, to research the information that she's been able to research that just sheds light on the Democrats and just how evil and, and how how divisive and dishonest they are, Father. Thank you for opening up the information that you've been able to give to our listeners. Thank you for allowing them to become ambassadors of truth. Thank you for giving us the courage to speak what we need to speak, regardless of the consequences. And then thank you for protecting us as we speak that from those consequences. Father, I ask you to put a special hedge of protection, to extend that hedge of protection around Sydney Powell and others that are in this fight. Father, I would ask that you bring all of the people that are in this fight together that we may destroy this opposition and destroy the divisiveness of those that are controlled opposition that would that would say bad things about people that are in this fight that are fighting that, that are that are headed towards the path and the mission of restoring you to our communities, Father. Father, I ask you for a special blessing on our families, all of our families, and our children that you may stay in their hearts and protect them, Father. Father, I I ask for a blessing in the inner cities for the chaos that has ensued in these Democrat-controlled environments. I would, I would just ask, Father, for you to, to really just get to the heart of the men and women there. I know that many of these people are suffering. I would just ask you to protect the people in these communities. ask you Father to, to give them in their heart another way Father I know that we are we are headed into a storm and I, I'm not going to ask you to calm the storm I'm just going to ask you father if you'll just direct us give us the wisdom to get through the storm to stand together in the storm and to keep our eyes on you so that we can come out the other end of the storm, and a place of restoration for all of us. Father, we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody said that prayers are working, and I think they are. We're winning. They're liars. They are liars. They are thieves. And they are coming to steal everything from you. They're not they're trying to steal your dignity, your children. They're trying they're trying to steal the most precious things to you, your faith. But they're liars. We must call them what they are. They are liars. These are the liars of our society. They are the drebs of our society that come from the depths of hell. And we just have to recognize that we have to do our part in order to take back our country. That is not going to be an easy task. They were not gonna roll over and say, you caught us. We break their back by making sure we shove the truth down their throat. And there is no violence that ensues, violence begets violence, but we must take a stand. We must stand together. So this information we have, it's important information. You need to know, you need to share this information because this information is what leads others to wake up and let them do their research. Let them find out for themselves. In the end, it is only us. It is faith without works is dead. Get the book. The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, read that book, get ready, and then get in the community and bring people to a place, and I will show up. I will be right there next to you. Ash will show up. Mm-hmm. Mr. Producer will show up. Our, our group will show up. Seth will show up. David will show up. We will show up. And we will, we will not lead. We will let you lead. This, this, this is about you. This isn't about me. Democrats, Republicans, independents, it makes no difference. As long as we walk authentically and we walk in truth, we will be victorious. God bless you all. I'll see you guys tonight at 4.
2: God bless.
1: If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive,